I'm Jenna Barr. Thank you for joining me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3. I love having you join us in our text line. Please continue with your thoughts, your opinions, your your questions. Maybe you have one for our next expert. If you'd like to follow along or you want me to send you the link to the website, whitetailproperties.com, we have land specialist Todd Edwards joining me this morning. It's been a minute. Happy New Year. Happy everything to you. Getting your hands dirty, staying out in the woods though, right? Absolutely. Thanks, Jenna. Yeah, glad to be here. Happy New Year and hope everybody had a good Christmas. But uh, yeah, it's been nice. This is our time of year. It's cold and we like being in the woods this time of year. So So I'm not a big hunter. I mean, I know, right? I could have fooled you just by looking at me. (laughs) But is it whitetail season right now? It is. Are we in that? Yeah, we're kind of midstream and it's actually getting really good because this is the time of year where... For those hunters out there, they'll know rut is getting ready to take place. And okay, so tell me what that is. It's just a prime. It's just where mating take mating season for deer. Okay. And it's where you have an opportunity if you're a, a deer hunter and yeah. you like the big kind of the rack bucks. Sure. It's where they kind of let their guard down a little bit just because the females tend to get them in trouble this time of year. Okay. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a that's what rut is. And it is a neat time of year because really for hunters, they really gear up for this. This gives them an opportunity. Those deer are so smart. Yeah, so tell me, like, how do you outsmart something that knows the land that's their home? Yeah, absolutely. And you're coming to either visit you most of the time, right, and uh, trying to outsmart. A lot of that comes back to the preparation, I imagine. It does. It's all about the preparation with a piece of property and truly understanding um, probably the biggest sense that they have is not only can they see real well, but also their sense of smell. And so hunters really gear up. We we put together on... on when we're managing a property or we're setting up a property for hunting, it really depends on your food plots, your food sources, where your bedding area is, where those deer, the bed is like their bedroom. That's where they live. Mm-hmm. That's their habitat where it's private to them. And hunters tend to get on the edges of those those bedding areas and really pay attention to where your wind is. So that way you can slip in, get close to their bedding area without them smelling you or sensing that you're there. And then you'll have a good chance of maybe seeing one of them and maybe harvesting a nice size buck. So, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. This is a serious question. Is there actual like spray? We've seen it, you know, on TV shows or whatever that people use to kind of blend in. How do you really acclimate? Because I'm sure like that, I'm sure Bambi can smell Tide a mile away. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of, I mean, you could say in the outdoor world, there's tons of scent like protection. So from, soap to shampoo to oh boy you can mist down everything that you have they have non-scent you know mist which guards against it and okay and but there's just proper steps that you take no way that you're going to mask it a hundred percent but they do make garments they make you know clothing bags they make things that you can that protect crazy. you obviously don't want to stick you know 
if, if you're frying chicken in your house, you don't want to put your clothes next door to it. Or if you're, you know, fires right. are or okay. You're going to get hunted by the bear. Well, yeah, you just, you might smell like, or, you know, fried seafood or shrimp or whatever, and you have your clothes, but deer can sense that. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. The other day, my son thought it would be nice. He has a girlfriend and, and she came over and they thought they would go sit and she really wanted to see some deer. Well, my son, he, he doesn't have a real good sense of smell. So they set the entire sit and should have seen plenty of deer on the farm. Perfect afternoon, perfect sure. wind. Come to find out she got back to the house and we started smelling. We were like, what's that fruity smell? Well, she had perfume on. She was gone all day, had been shopping, oh, decided. So she didn't even think about that. But yeah, you can't wear the rosy perfume. Deer are very it's sensitive to, yeah, they're sensitive to smell and certainly the human smell. And they can pick up on that, even though... You get your deer kind of acclimated. You feed throughout the year, and you're on your property, and you're kind of moving around. But we're very sensitive to not using, like, gasoline-type engines or anything that smells or like that. Golf carts are very popular to get around on because they're battery-operated a sure. lot of time. They're stealthy yeah. where you can get in and get out because really noise or sight or smell, all of those things are key factors in being able to see a good, mature deer. Uh, you may still see deer and see plenty of them, but if you're going to kill a really nice mature deer or right. get get to see a nice mature deer you're going to have to really kind of get um get on the protective side of scent smell and setting yourself up for that opportunity so Todd can help you with all of that. Land specialist Todd Edwards is joining me this morning with Whitetail Properties. Good morning. Thanks for texting in 850-437-1620. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. I can field all your questions to Todd as well. I kind of want to get a, a an update with the land market. Yeah. What's absolutely. been going on? Well, you know, strange enough is because we all know, you know, obviously people pay attention to the economy. They pay, absolutely. they pay attention to inflation or maybe you hear signs of interest rates or anything taking place. But believe it or not, land investment right now is is going extremely well. And um, I would tell you whether you're a seller and or a buyer, it's a perfect opportunity to really look at land and look at investing in land. Uh, particularly enough, if you're a seller, um, land values are still very stable, very good. Uh, if you're a buyer, it's a perfect opportunity to place your money in a sound investment to where it's not land is not like the stock market. It doesn't go up and down with extremes. It's a little more level. And so uh, if you're investing in land, first of all, you've got ample opportunity to return on that investment. And you and I've spoke about it before, whether it's a a timber return, you know, for right. harvesting some timber. Maybe it's leasing your property, whether you have agriculture ground or even hunting leases. They're extremely popular and you can make some good return on your money doing that. That's a kind of brings up the question in in my mind. I like to play out scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody right now is on the fence, they're kind of thinking, I want to hold on to my house, maybe rent it out, my current home, and maybe move into another property or I want to stay in the house I'm in and invest in some land. Where do you kind of help people make that decision? Because you're also a licensed real estate agent and oh, sure. talking through probably many scenarios and with their finances, their pre-approvals, everything, right? You help take care of all of that. So helping make those decisions in this bizarre market and bizarre times we live in with the economy, 
how do you help them help help people make that decision? No, and it's just like you just pointed out. I mean, yes, I'm in the real estate business. That's how I make my living. And uh, um, but we really sit down and we kind of craft out a plan that fits that client or that customer um, to be. And like you said, if they have a home that they're satisfied and living in full time, and sure. it's where they live, you know, day in day out, go to their job from, but they just want to look at a land investment as an opportunity to um, maybe have a little bit of return on their investment, right. uh, have a place for an outlet to go. Like you and I talked on the weekends, if you want to get the family and load up and go to get away. And so um, we sit down and really look at what their flex spend would be. And so when I say flex spend is how much funding or what kind of funds do you have to be able to park into that investment or in that property? And it's just like putting in your 401k or investing in just your future. Land is the exact same way. And that's the way you really want to look at it, whether you have cash to be able to do that or whether you're going to look at financing. And really, land financing, it's still available. Interest rates, yeah, they're up a little bit, but there's also we also know that it's ebb and flow. And there's going to be opportunities for those interest rates to improve, whether it's, you know, this time next year or the following year or whatever. We do know just over past history is interest rates will go up and down. And so there's going to be opportunities for that to improve. In the meantime, you still look at opportunities of finding that right piece of property that will return and uh, provide an investment for you while meeting your goals too, whether, you know, whatever that financial goal might be for yourself. Absolutely. And, and, Thank you for clarifying that. Now, how far, before we move on in our discussion, mm -hmm. how far does a typical buyer or land over tra owner travel from their home that Pro they reside in? Probably two to three hours max. Max. Um, and and really where I, where I find that is, it, that's just an average. Will some travel for? Absolutely. What we did find out, and just by studying the trends over the years, is that typically if you leave on a Friday... At, say you get off at lunch on Friday and you want to go hunt, well, about two and a half hours puts you perfect timing to be able to still make an afternoon hunt. Oh. So you can work till noon, be at your property by 2 or 2.30, get set up, get all your scent smell on and be ready to go and be able to hunt that afternoon. Also, when it comes Sunday, you can get up Sunday morning, you know, have a hunt or do your outdoor you know, outdoor items that you're doing at your property and still be home by mid-afternoon, get rested up, be back at work right, on Monday. So Monday. if you go beyond that two and a half, three hours, it tends to be a little bit more of a chore and it and it kind of makes it like a long distance travel trip, which is maybe a little bit more taxing on people. So I think if you ask Todd from what I find with my clients, typically that one to two maybe three hour max is kind of where they're at in that range of travels. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. And we do have a question coming in again, if you'd like to ask a question, it's just about 1016 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. Good morning and happy Tuesday to you. 850-437-1620. How many property listings do you currently have? I can imagine that's a yeah, I, t I tend to, that's a very good question. Thank you. I mean, I mean, our company has literally hundreds, but if you're asking me as an agent in my territory, I represent primarily Northwest Florida, South Alabama, Southwest Alabama. Um, and I have a partner who kind of covers the Southeastern side of things. Okay. And so we kind of live here on the South, you know, South, yeah. the Southern side, but I tend to stay between, I'm going to say 15, 18, up to maybe 20 listings. Okay. Um, and that I, that I, tend to work at all times. Um, and that's about the right average. I don't mind having a few more, but in the land business, it's a little bit different. 
if you have a tremendous amount, meaning if you had 50 listings, that's okay. It's just in our business, we have to service our listings in a different capacity. Land is much more different. A lot of times it can even involve maintaining that property. Roads need to be limbs. Food plots need to be bush hogged. Access needs to be kept up with. And so there's just a lot more internal uh, things that we have to do. And not only that is we travel a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of limits on how many listings we can kind of control and watch over it and, and be effective at it. So um, we love that side of thing. I like being in that 15 to 25. That's kind of the prime number. It allows me to really stay connected with my clients on a daily some, and, and certainly not more than weekly basis. So. Oh, absolutely. Hey, if you would like to give Todd a call, just call him directly, 251-747-1346. I can text you over his information. Another question coming into our text line here at News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. I'll get all the questions over to Todd, so you just text them on in to me, and I can send you the information in our text line as well. About how long does it take to find the property I would be looking for, as well as closing. Is it also a buyer's or seller's market right now when it comes to land? Those are three very good questions. And I would say- Start with the first one? Yeah. I mean, mean, so so we'll look at it. So obviously, if somebody is looking for a specific piece of property, it's getting ready to be a lot better. So I would tell somebody they could probably anticipate using a one to three month range uh, to be able to find that right piece of property. Um, and so, um, uh, and that's just because there's more inventory kind of leads back into the last question is there is more inventory coming back on the market. We're coming out of what would have been a dominant sales, a seller's market just because the interest rates were so low. And I mean, it kind of plays right into that housing market. You know, everything was just flying off the shelf. You would see properties, literally house go on the market that morning. And maybe by that, by that afternoon, it might be sold. Yeah. So, well, land's not quite that fly off the shelf, uh, just because people are a little more specific about what they're looking for, the makeup of the property, Makes wh- sense. if they want a pond or water or whatever. But I will tell you, it has really kind of leveled off and that dominant seller's market kind of leveled some. And so what we're seeing, it's slowing down only because interest rates and inflation and things are maybe controlling that a little bit. And so we're seeing inventory rebound and come back on the market a little more. So I'm able to kind of pinpoint and locate, um, specifically maybe what you're looking for. Um, To answer the last question, which was in the middle, but the closing, uh, typically a land transaction, it'll take us about 30 days to close that transaction. Um, If we're doing a survey on it or if you've got financing, sometimes that can run just a little bit longer depending on um, the ability to get the surveyor there. Typically, they're about three weeks for us to get a survey completed on on an average size property. So, But you can plan on 30 days. Okay. Uh, If it's a cash transaction, and the survey's already completed, you know, two weeks to three weeks, it couldn't be done very easily. But I would anticipate 30 days being kind of the average closing. So Okay, very good. Thank but you But it is for a that. prime time to really, for those people that are looking, right. the person asking that question, if you are looking for properties, it's a good time to really start looking online and searching those listings because there's good inventory really starting to pop back up online. So. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. We like hearing good inventory, whether it's Land or shoes. We like that. We yeah. like that. <laughs> and land, listen, all inventory is good inventory. That's I mean, true. Because it's all in the, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. So people that call us, just like deer hunting is, is not everybody's looking to shoot that trophy buck. And so you might find the perfect size deer that you really like, or you might like a, 
you know, to doe hunt or whatever. And right. so we like that. It's all in the eyes of the beholder, whether somebody wants agriculture ground or timber ground, or they like a creek or they like to hike or walk. And, you know, and it really, it's really all about what that buyer is looking for uniquely. So. Hey, speaking of what you're looking for and just kind of taking into all the land uses and income potentials, both somebody texted in, is this residential property to build or just land for hunting, which leads us into this discussion of land uses, mm-hmm. uh, which is very specific and unique to each person. But I'll let you take it away and discuss a little bit further. It's really all of the above. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, um, that is a very good question. No, it's not just hunting property. Whitetail properties, yes, uh, we have kind of a name that spells out for deer hunting. Um our founders maybe are deer hunters, and that's great, but we're in the real estate business and we're in the land business. So specifically enough, we cater to commercial uses, uh, industrial uses. We, we cater to residential uses. Most of our residential is going to be homes on acreage or a cottage on acreage. It could be a fish camp along the river, you know, and it, it could be a property on the bay. It's, it, it, so it's got some recreational activities. I will okay. tell you that, but it is, if you're looking to build a home, I live on on a home on acreage. And yes. that's exactly, you know, that having that concept is very important to us. So no, if you're looking for a piece of property and you're not a hunter, but you do want to live in the outdoors and maybe have a little space or have a little room, uh, you know, three acres, five acres, 10 acres, 40 acres or above, whatever that might be, uh, specifically enough, that's what we cater to. And one last thing too, Jen, I was going to say for that person asking about listings, just because it's not on my website, doesn't mean you don't, you, you can call me and because there's a number of outlets and websites and other brokerages and we work with all of them. And so we work hard to find that customer specifically what they're looking for. That's important for us. For me, I mean, the reward is finding that seller, you know, being able to take that seller and help him move his property uh, to sell his property at, at, at whatever his goals were going to be for that sale or finding that buyer and specifically putting them into the right product. Absolutely. And Todd can help you every step of the way. Again, I'll have all the information up on our website, newsradio923.com and our podcast section 251-747-1346. I can also text you all the information. Todd Edwards, land specialist, is here today with Whitetail Properties, really breaking it all down, what Whitetail does, what he can do for you to help you find that perfect piece of land, whether yeah, you want to hunt, fish, build, garden, whatever it is, make some money off of it. Uh, there's, and maybe we're going to discuss a little bit spring turkey season. Oh yeah. Spring turkey season coming up. Hey, can you explain how financing, um, is different with land financing versus a home or is there a difference? No, yes, there's, there's very much a difference. Um, even though they're both lending institutes that go out. I'll just I'll explain explain a little bit about the farm credit system. Um, I'm educated on it just because I'm around it quite a bit. But there's there's the farm credit system, which is lenders like um, I'll just name a couple, maybe um, First South Farm Credit or Alabama Ag Credit or uh, First Florida Farm Credit. There's several of them that are there, and they're a lending institute for acreage. I'll just put it like that. It could be homes on acreage too, but where your conventional lender will traditionally be geared toward a residential style home and maybe, um, I don't know, one to five acres, maybe even up to 10 acres. That's more of a traditional residential like lender. 
that okay. you would find, okay? Like if you go to your bank to get your traditional lending, okay? And then there's commercial lenders. Everybody's probably heard of that. So commercial lending is if you're building a business on it, you find a commercial lender that kind of works. Well, the farm credit system is a land lender. So look at it like that. So if you're buying a piece of property, whether that piece of property might be um, specifically if it's 5, 10 or larger, then you're going to want to at least speak with a farm credit lender who can um, gear you toward a product that fits not only your down payment, but fits the terms of what you want to purchase that property for, the length of time you would like to pay for it. But they can also take into account the dirt value, the timber value, the assets on that property, whereas maybe a traditional lender might not be able to recognize that. That's what a farm credit lender does. And so they're a cooperative, most of them. And so they're very you, good to work say, with. You, have, you work oh, with many? Work with many. And we have okay. great contacts. I'm not a lender. I'm educated just enough to speak about it. Yeah. Uh, but what I do is I, I put them in touch with a loan officer. The other side of that is farm credit lendings. They typically have a specific loan officer and he can like, he like really hooks up and lives with you. He's that guy that can really oh. educate you on not only your investment into the property, but also the return on investment. So they're great people to call and pick their brains and let them explain. But uh, happy to to uh, share any of those resources that somebody might need. So. Absolutely. Again, I've been texting you as you guys ask for the information. I promise to get to you as soon as possible with Todd's information. That's 251-747-1346. He can't answer the phone till he is off air too. So calm down. <laughs> it is going off over I here. Know. So thanks, Jenna. You get it. I'm teasing you. You got it rocking and rolling because I'm sitting here looking at it. But uh, uh Well, but no, of course, you. but that I think it's something special. And we've talked about it before here on Pep Talk, how buying that piece of land is an investment not only for you, but generations to come. And people are starting to realize is investing in your family and having something for your family to go to and cultivate life, cultivate memories, uh, cultivate a living together as a oh, family yeah, is just, that's priceless. So I encourage you to reach out to Todd to ask further questions. But before we wrap up in the next three minutes, Let's talk a little bit about the winter hunting season. Are we coming to an end? How much longer do we have? Is this still a good time to kind of look into a property uh, for winter hunting? Or what about what to look forward to in the spring? Yeah, absolutely. And um, um, I will tell you that, yes, whitetail hunting, we've got about a month left of whitetail hunting. Um, you know, traditionally in this area where we're at, is it a good time to still continue to look? Absolutely it is. And here's the reason why is right now we'll tell you a lot about a piece of property. Between now and March is a great time, specifically if you're looking for whitetail, just because that rut season is taking place. And during rut, those bucks like to scrape and they like to rub and they produce a lot of sign on a property, which we look for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether they're rubbing on a tree or scraping on the ground, we can literally go tour that piece of property and see the amount of game sign, uh, tracks, things of that nature. And that'll tell us a lot about a piece of property. So, you may not have enough time to like truly whitetail hunt on it this right. year, but you're going to learn. But you're going to learn yeah. a lot about it. You're going to get to know it. And then the second part of that is, as spring is coming, turkey season is coming. Typically, that March April time frame, and that's when turkey season really kind of kicks in. Warmer weather's coming, but those turkey tracks will be there. There'll be signs of turkey activity too, as well on those properties. And we just thought whitetail hunters were aggressive, like turkey hunters are like. 
They, they have a name called Turkey Thugs, and they're really, <laughs> I mean, those guys are like super cool. They're hardcore, and we love it. I so, want to be a turkey thug. Yeah, turkey thug. And you can, you can look at it. It's kind of a cool little name, but That's I like hysterical. to go to all these outdoor shows, and they have all kind of just names and stuff that kick it's you in. It's a turkey, so. too. Oh, my so, goodness. But we enjoy- I love uh, eating turkey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially wild turkey is really cool. And so uh, uh, there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time just like- you know, waterfowl, and you and I've talked about it. Yeah. Wing, wing shooters, if you like to dove hunt or you like to waterfowl hunt, duck hunt, whatever that might be. Um, some people just like recreating. They like working their dogs. They have really cool, like, you know, wing shooting dog. you know, dogs right. that are geared toward, like, retrieval and yeah. things of that nature. And, man, just owning a piece of property to be able to take your dog to recreate and to teach that dog and learn. Um, but we see a lot of that, especially coming into the spring and the summertime activities. Because you move right into the summer, which is a great time to, you know, if you move into, like, quail hunting and those kind of things. And that traditionally moves more toward the fall. But there's always something something to do on your property. So keep that in mind. Always something to do. Probably always a question to ask with Todd. Todd Edwards joining me this morning Catch this entire episode later. Go back and listen to it. It'll be on our website here shortly, newsradio923.com, including all the information. Todd, thank you again for joining me here on Pep Talk. Yeah, thanks for having me. I always enjoy. Thanks. Absolutely. Whitetailproperties.com.